All right, take your Bible, turn to the book of Numbers. The book of Numbers, chapter number 9. The Numbers, chapter number 9. This is a familiar Bible story. We're going to read several verses. We're going to begin reading in verse number 15 of Numbers, chapter number 9. And we're going to read down through verse number 23. Numbers, chapter 23. Numbers, chapter 9, verse number 15. The title of my message tonight is, Have I Followed the Cloud? It says, verse 15, on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of the testimony, and at even there was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire till the morning. So it was always. The cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. And when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, then after the children of Israel journeyed, and in the place where the cloud abode, there the children of Israel pitched their tents. At the commandment of the Lord, the children of Israel journeyed, and at the commandment of the Lord, they pitched. As long as a cloud abode upon the tabernacle, they rest in their tents. And when the cloud tarried long upon the tabernacle many days, then the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and journeyed not. And so it was, when the cloud was a few days upon the tabernacle, according to the commandment of the Lord, they abode in their tents, and according to the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. And so it was, when the cloud abode from even until the morning, that the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they journeyed. Whether it was by day or by night that the cloud was taken up, they journeyed. Or whether it were two days or a month or a year that the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle, remaining thereon, the children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. But when it was taken up, they journeyed. At the commandment of the Lord, they rested in the tents. And at the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. So let's, let's review this story, a familiar story. The children of Israel had left Egypt. They'd crossed the Red Sea. Now they'd been wandering in the wilderness for a few years. Now, if you go to that part of Israel, the Negev Desert, then down the Sinai part of it, the Sinai part above Egypt, the part of Israel, and then over into Saudi Arabia, like that, it is a massive, massive desert, miles and miles, hundreds and thousands of miles, as far as you can see, and very few landmarks. It's not, you and I think the wilderness, it's not what it is, but over there, it's just a lot of fun. And it would not be hard to get lost in that, in that part of the world very easy. So according to the scriptures we read, God during the day used a cloud to lead them, and during the night he used a cloud of fire. And when the cloud moved, they moved. When the cloud stayed put, they stayed put. Now the cloud, whether it was a cloud or a cloud that appeared as a fire, this cloud guided them to exactly where God wanted them. Look at verse 22. Or whether it were two days, or a month, or a year, that the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle, remaining thereon, the children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. But when it was taken up, they journeyed. So the cloud put them where God wanted them, and for how long he wanted them there, whether it was two days, or a month, or a year. God used this cloud in the, in the cloud of fire to lead his children. They didn't have to wonder where to go. They didn't wonder, didn't have to wonder how long they were going to stay. They simply stayed as long as the cloud stayed, they stayed. When the cloud moved, they moved. So during that journey, they simply had to put their trust in the Lord. They had to trust that Jehovah God was going to lead them. Look at verse 23. At the commandment of the Lord, they rested in the tents, and at the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. Notice the word commandment. That's an important word. When God commanded them to stay put, they stayed put. When God commanded them to get up and go, as we used to say, they got up and went. So what's the application? When I was reading these verses, and we've read them many, many times, the thought came to me, wouldn't it be great if we had a cloud to lead us through life? 
be pretty neat. Wouldn't it be great if we had a cloud that said, go here, stay put, go over here, stay put? Wouldn't it be great to have a cloud follow me around every day, showing me when I got up in the morning, when I got up and got dressed and went out to my car, I looked up, there's a cloud, and it took me exactly where God wanted me to go or tonight after church, trying to figure out how to get here tonight. This road, all this stuff here, I know you are tired of it, but it was crazy. And I said, it said, turn left and right. We got there and I said, you can't turn right. It's one way. We got to do a U-turn. And it, that stupid GPS, proceed to the route, proceed to the route. Well, listen, in my Israeli WhatsApp, I take, I got a man talking to me. I don't want a woman telling me to do anything. So I just changed it to a man. So I said, turn that thing off. Wouldn't it be great if we had a cloud to help us in making decisions? Wouldn't it be great to have a cloud of fire that would say, go here and go here. And that, that cloud would help me avoid some dumb mistakes. Wouldn't you agree? Now, you're already ahead of me, aren't you? We have a cloud. It's called the Word of God. The Bible tells us a lot about this Bible, doesn't it? Absolutely. You don't have to turn it. Let me read you some verses. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. All Scripture. I love that word, all. My dad said, you know what that word means? It means all. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction that the man of God may be perfect throughly, not thoroughly, throughly furnished unto all good works. The Bible says, hey, you know what? That Bible is good for doctrine. Doctrine. We're living in a day and age where people don't care about doctrine. I had a guy tell me years ago, so well, you know, preacher, doctrine divide and love unites. Yeah, it really does. It, it divides the saved from the lost, basically, is what the doctrine does. It's given to us for reproof. You say, what's reproof? That's wrong. The Bible tells us what's right, what's wrong. Then it says for correction. Hey, this is wrong. Now let's correct it. It's kind of like the math teacher did in school. No, you did it wrong. How do you do it? So there was the reproof. It's wrong. Now here's the correction and show you how to correctly do it. And then it says for instruction. So don't miss that. Doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction. I have a cloud that will guide me through life. It will give me the doctrine I need. It will give me the reproof that I need. Maybe not as much as, as my pastor needs it, but anyhow. It, the correction I need for the instruction, I have a book that will help me. It's important for doctrine. That's very important. It's for reproof. It will show me. It will correct me when I'm wrong. It will give me the instruction and correction which I need. And I have a doctrine which is truth. Jesus said in John chapter 17, thy word is truth. Hey, when, I, when I'm wrong, I need reprimanded. And the Bible does that. Hey, and after I've been reprimanded, I have, I have need that correction and instruction. So there's a lot of verses in the Bible that simply tell us that God has given us some instruction on how to get through this life. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, and it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments for the Lord our God as he hath commanded us. There's that word command. Remember he said, as the Lord commanded, you move. The Lord commands, you stop. So the Bible says, and it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord. Psalm 19, verse number 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The Bible says the law of the Lord is perfect. God's word is perfect, converting the soul, converting that lost sinful nature and giving us a new nature which will help us do what God needs us to do. And it's pure. The commandment of the Lord is pure. 
We have a cloud that will guide us. We have a cloud that will take us where he wants us to go and do what he wants us to do. In Psalm 111, verse number 7, the work of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. All of God's commandments are sure. So if they're sure, then I can trust those commandments. I can trust what God says. I can say if God said it, then that's all I need. Somebody said one time, well, God said it. Uh, I believe it. That settles it. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter whether we believe it or not. It's still God's word, and we've got to understand that. In Numbers chapter 9, verse 20, we read a while ago, according to the commandment of the Lord, they abode in their tents, and according to the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. So it was very important for the children of Israel to obey the commandment of God when it was time to move or when it was time to stay. And the same is just as true for us today. I have a cloud to guide me. I have a Bible. I have God's word. It can be trusted. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 119, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Now you understand, we will never be sinless. But as we grow in the Lord, we ought to sin less. Right? My Bible, my, 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 my Bible will guide me away from sin. My mom used to say this, and I don't know where she got it. It's probably not original, but you, your mom might have said this. She said, son, the Bible will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the Bible. Amen. You know it's true. Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This is a light. It's a guide. It's my cloud. It's got what I need. It's got the doctrine, the reproof, the correction, the instruction. It's, it will guide me to where I need to be. It'll tell me how long I need to stay. It'll tell me what I need to do if I'll simply follow the word of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Hey, the commandments of God from this book, they're a lamp and they're a light. They'll, they'll do that. Some of you guys might, might be deer hunters or whatever your hunters are. You get there late at night and you got that flashlight. Well, you want that. You don't want to trip over something. You don't want to step on something. You got that out there. That's the way it is. And so this Bible is a lamp and a light. It will show me where I should go. It'll also show me where I should not go. And that's the way it is. Remember, remember second Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Why? For instruction. There's that word instruction. So the children of Israel were led by a cloud. We have our cloud, the word of God. And Jesus had a lot to say about that in John chapter 14. He that hath my commandments. There it is again. Sometimes we tend to think that commandments are an Old Testament thing. They're not. It's, a, it's all throughout your Bible. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved to my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Now, when I read that verse, that's convicting. Because when I have the commandments of God, which I do, I have my Bible. The Bible says, when I have that, do it. He it is that loveth me. God says, when you're doing what I tell you, you're proving your love. Now, I can't say I love him if I'm not following this book. It's the bottom line. It's just the way it works. That's what Jesus said. No matter how you cut it, keeping the commandments of God, keeping the statutes of the word of God, it's important. It's very important. That's why Jesus said in John 17, as we all know, thy word is truth. 1 John 3, 24. And he that keepeth his commandments, there it is again, dwelleth in him and he in them. So when I keep the commandments of this book, I'm dwelling in God, God's dwelling in me. That's where we need to be in our Christian life. That's where we ought to want to be. And it says, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. And he, me and you, he said, he that keepeth his commandments, the commandments of the word of God, then we are dwelling in him and him in us. That's where we need to be. That's where we have to be. If I want to make the right decisions in my life, I've got to have God a part of my life all the time. That's my only hope. 
Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Well, don't even need to go verse 6 because a lot of times we do lean on it. Well, I, I, the way I, no, it doesn't matter how we understand it. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. You know what? I need God to direct my path. I need God to lead me where I need to go. I need God to direct my path. In fact, Psalm, one, Psalm 37 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I want God to order my steps. I want my steps ordered by the Lord. I want to go exactly where God wants me to go, and I don't want to go where he doesn't want me to go. But the Bible is what keeps me on track. The Bible is truth that keeps me there, and I need to let God do that. I need the Lord to order my steps. I need Christ to dwell in me. I need a cloud. I need a, I need a Bible that will guide me to where I need to be, to be what I need to be, and to be where I need to be. I need that cloud to help me make the decisions that I need to make, because if I lean into my own understanding, I'm going to be in trouble. Did you know I need a cloud to lead me as I lead my family? I have two children, five grandchildren. My family's depending upon me. My wife, a 47 plus year, needs me to be the husband I need to be. How am I going to be that? I need God's guidance. I need God's direction. I need God's help to be the husband I need to be. I need God to be the kind of husband that my wife never has to worry about. Now, I pastored for 26 years. I've been preaching for almost 52 years. I started going to church, an independent Baptist church, nine months before I was born. I wonder how many wives here this evening sometimes wonder, does my husband really love me? I wonder how many wives here this evening sometimes think, I wonder if my husband's going to leave me like so-and-so's husband left him. You know, I'm telling you the truth. I wonder how many times a wife has cried herself to sleep at night because of something the husband did or said. I need this cloud to guide me, to direct me, where my wife never has to experience those emotions. Never. God didn't put a woman on this earth to have to go through that. Well, why do women go through it? Because men don't let this Bible guide them. They want to do what they want to do. No, no, uh uh-uh. I need a cloud to guide me. Several years ago, about 20 years ago, in fact, I got a phone call from a friend. We'd known them for many, many years. In fact, their daughter and my daughter were in, like my daughter's in second grade, their daughter was in third grade. And uh, and now we're, you know, my daughter's in high school, their daughter's in high school. And he called me and he said, "Uh, I'm leaving her. What? And you've been, y'all been married for, I don't know how many years, probably 20 years at that time, 20 years, and you've been in your church faithfully. He goes, I just, I just don't love her anymore. And he left. He just walked away. Are you crazy? About that same time, my brother's wife left him. And I thought, man. And then we're here about this, here about this. And it seemed like there was just this rash of people we knew that were getting a divorce. And I thought, wait a minute. I need to reassure my wife that that ain't going to happen. So I found this little statue thing. Is that what you call a little statue type thing? It had it had a, it was very prophetic at the time. It had an old man, old woman, <laughs> gray haired old man, gray old woman, and, and they're 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 kneeling down. At, 
the woman on one side, the man on the side, and in the middle. And I, and I gave it to my wife and I said, I just want you to know, I want us to grow old together. I want, us, I want you to know that I want us to grow old together. So the day she goes, do you know you're married to an old woman? I said, do you know you're married to an old man? I, I don't want my wife to, have to ever have to think, well, what's going to happen next? I, I, don't want, I don't want that. And I don't want to have my wife to wonder. And so I, I try my best to reassure her, look, I ain't leaving no, nope, but, but I need God's cloud to guide me, don't I? I need to be the right kind of husband. And only through this word of God and following God. And when God says go there, I go there. And when God says go there and stay there. But as long as I'm following what God's word said and God works on my heart, then I can be the husband I need to be. I need that to be the father. My children depend upon me. Because when I stop following God's word and start trusting my heart, now I'm putting their lives in jeopardy. I wonder how many boys and girls that came to church, maybe here this morning or some other church, went home to a house with electricity being cut off because of bad decisions of the father. When I passed, we had a bus ministry, and I can't tell you how many times. I, I, this story just still works in my heart. It's been at least, 20, at least 20 years ago. One of our buses broke down. I know that doesn't ever happen around here, but our bus broke down. And, and so my wife, she was one of the bus captains. She goes, look, you need to go over here and pick up. She told me the four or five kids, and I knew exactly where they lived. And I said, okay, I'll go pick them up in the car. So I go in, and I knock on the door. And, and, and I, I didn't know what was going on, but the door just barely opened. And I see this little girl. Her name was Desiree. And, and she's, I said, y'all right? And she goes, well, just a minute. We're getting dressed. I said, okay. And so she shut the door. And then here comes her two brothers. And so the older brother, he picked up and, and he, he grabbed the door. So he's pulling the door this way. And I'm standing on this side. And, and I looked down. And mom was passed out, drunk or on drugs. And had been in front of the door. And so I just pushed it real hard. I just pushed it. And she rolled over. And I got isn't that a horrible way for a kid to have to be on a Sunday morning? A mother passed out in front of the door. That's because somebody's not following God's word. Somebody's not letting the cloud of God's word guide and direct them. How many times have kids gone home and phones are off because bills weren't paid? How many people have moved and moved and moved and moved and moved and moved because you're staying just ahead of the rent? You know why? It's because fathers are not following that book. Say what you want to say. Make any excuse you want to make. I'm telling you straight up. It's because we're not following that book right there. My children need a father who's following God, where God is dwelling, following God's clouds, following God's, letting God direct my paths, and letting God's word be a lamp into my feet and light into my path. That's what my children need. They need me to be following God, so when the time comes for them to make an important decision, they've got a father who's on on track with God and wants the best for God for their lives. My son's in Bible college. And he's dating this girl. And I don't know how it worked in your family, but but I didn't like the girl. But I didn't, I was just, you know, kind of, I didn't want to impose my will. And so he called us one night, and my wife picked up the phone, four cell phones. We're talking about the late 90s, early, maybe 1999, 2000. And uh, my wife picked up the phone. And he didn't say, hi, Mom. He said, I need to talk to Dad. Well, that always means something serious. He said, Dad? I said, yeah. He goes, well, and I won't call her name. He said, she broke up with me. Oh, yes. 
Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, son. I really am sorry to hear that. <laughs> Here's your mom. You know. So afterwards, my wife and I are talking, and, and I said, man, I'm so glad. I couldn't stand that girl. She wasn't right for him. She, I just knew it. I just knew something was wrong. I didn't like that girl. And she goes, why didn't you say something? I said, well, that's a tough time. You, you People got boys and girls growing up. That's tough, isn't it? And when that boy comes to you and says, oh, and, and so my wife goes, well, I didn't like her either. I said, well, why didn't you say something? So a few weeks later, we're, we're, we go to see our son and daughter in Bible college, and, and, and I told my son, I said, now, son, we didn't like it. He goes, Dad, why didn't you say something? I said, I'm just, it's my first time. Give me a break here. Here's what he said. He said, Dad, next time, speak up. You know why he said that? Because he knew I wanted to follow God. Now that wasn't near as tough as when my future son-in-law, or my, the guy asked my daughter to be, to be his wife. So we're working on a new building there, and, 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 and I, I, don't, I, I carry a gun because I live in Texas. Amen? It's just, that's just one of the great things about Texas. And so we're driving back to the house. He goes, he goes uh, Brother Way, he said, I just want to know if I can, just want to ask you if I could have Rachel's hand in marriage. said, are you ready to die? <laughs> now, I wasn't laughing. You ready to die? And he, he, he stuttered, and he got, mm, mm, uh, what do you mean? I said, well, the Bible says the husband loves his wife. And as Christ loved the church and gave himself for us. So will you die for my daughter? He goes, yeah. I said, okay, you can marry her. <laughs> hey, you know what? If I'm not where God wants me to be, they might marry the wrong one. Right? Now, I got a 14 and a half year old grandson who thinks he's 25. He wants to drive. He wants to do this. He wants to do that. You know what? He needs a granddad who stands true to that book, can help guide him, and his dad can guide him. Because I told my wife, I said, you know what? He's 14. He'll be 15 this summer. I said, hey, you know what? About eight or nine, maybe 10 years, he'll have a He'll have a son or a daughter, and we'll be great-grandparents. She goes, that soon? Well, I hope he's married by 25. But wait a minute. I got grandkids that need me to be what I need to be. And if I live long enough, I'll have great-grandkids that need to know that granddad is following the cloud. Following God. That, that is so important. And if I'm not following the word of God, then I'm going to make the wrong decisions. And those decisions will affect my family. And it will affect them. It will affect generations to come. You read the Old Testament, it says, into the third and fourth generations those things happen. Hey, part of being a parent is to help my children. Without God's help, without God's word, I'll make the wrong decision. So I need to be following that cloud like never before. I have Andrew, 14, Clayton, 11, Daniel, 10, and three boys. Then we get a girl. But I love her. She's, so, she's, a, she's my favorite. She's Bailey girl. And then we had Hannah. My son said, if I had a girl first, Dad, I wouldn't have had any more kids. We'd have stopped her right there. He had two sons and a daughter. But you know what? They need me to be what I need to be. If I'm not careful, I want to do things my way. If I'm not careful, I think I know more than God. Mm -hmm. Remember Proverbs 3? 
trust the Lord with all that heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. You know why we get in trouble? We start leaning on our own understanding. That's exactly why. But I want you to read this verse. Take your Bible turn to Proverbs chapter 28. I'm sure you heard this verse before, but, but I preached this verse for years and years and years because you'll hear this so many times, it, it's, it's, it's nauseating. Well, I just know in my heart, I just know in my heart, I just know in my heart. Okay, well, let me show you a Bible verse. Proverbs 28, 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is very smart. He that trusts in his own heart is a fool. You say, but it just feels right in my heart. Okay, your heart will lie to you. The Bible said it's, it's not just wicked, it's desperately wicked. You say, how am I going to make the right decisions? Get you a God to counsel men women together that are following that book, that are following God's word. Don't trust that heart. You're a fool. How many times her girl said, I just know in my heart he's the right one. Now, Brother Hooch, you may be nice to me. I said, now, wait a minute. Same Holy Spirit you in me? Yeah. So how come the Holy Spirit's not telling me that? How come the Holy Spirit's making me feel bad about your heart? Hello? You can't trust in your heart. He that trusts heart's a fool. And, and when anybody, it doesn't matter, man, woman, Teenager, when you start following the cloud of emotion, you're going to be in trouble. You can't live on emotion. You can't follow emotion. You've got to follow that book because your heart will lie to you. It's wicked. And you trust in your heart, you're a fool. You say, but I, but I know in my heart, okay, it might be the right one, but you better not trust you. You might ought to talk to your pastor. Put you together. The Bible says there's multitude of counselors of safety. Safety. And that way we want safety. I don't want you, but I like safety. I want safety in my life. Where am I going to get it? I'm going to get it from the Word of God. I cannot trust, I absolutely cannot trust my heart. I need the Word of God to guide me, to direct my path, to be a light unto my feet, to be a lamp unto my path. And God's Word will lead me exactly where God wants me to go. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to guess. I'm going to trust God. And God, through His Word, is going to speak to my heart through the Word. And He's going to say, this is what I need you to do based on what you've read in the Word of God. And I'll know exactly where that cloud led me. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to wonder about it. I just do what God said. And I can apply that to any decision in my life. What does God's word say about it? Not what does my heart say. What does God's word say about it? You do know this Bible has the answer to every question. Every question. There's a Bible verse somewhere that will help us. We need that. We absolutely have to have that. God's word will do that for me. And as long as the children of Israel obeyed, God led them to safety. Brotherhood, that, that... that land down there in that Judean wilderness, that, that, that Jordan Valley, that's vicious. Man, 120 degrees in summertime. And at nighttime, it'd be 40. Now, they're out there. They don't have air conditioning and heaters. And that's rough terrain. It's just, it's, it's a mess out there. It's, a, it's wilderness for thousands of miles in every which direction. And nothing looks the same. And it's just like, oh, well, we're, we're, but as long as they followed the cloud, God led them safely. 
through all of those valleys, through all of those dry areas, and through all of that desert and that massive, I'm talking thousands of square miles of, of, of desert where it rains. Listen, it rains less than six inches a year. A year. But God says, you know what, as long as you follow me, you know what, I'm going to provide water. Can you imagine how much water was needed for those people to drink? When it's 100 or something degrees, they're having to drink a lot of water. God said, hey, I got you covered. You want something to eat? Here comes a quail. Manna, then the quail. God says, as long as you're following the cloud, I'm going to take care of you. You know what, as long as I'm following this book, God said, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. Now, is it always going to be easy? No. No. There are going to be rough times in life. There are going to be difficult times in life. There are going to be times it's going to hit you like a sock in the gut. You're going to fall to your knees and say, oh, man, that hurts. But that's where God wants you. Years ago, my wife and I have been married for a few years. My daughter was a year old the first week of October. That same week, my wife went to the hospital. They thought she had a cyst on her ovaries. They weren't really sure what was going on. They didn't know. And uh, she was at the hospital a week, a whole week, from Monday to Monday. On Monday, uh, her mother took her home from the hospital. Like I said, my daughter was a year old the week before that. My wife's out of the hospital for that week. My grandfather dies. We go to his funeral. The next week, my brother gets married. Two tragedies in one month. <laughs> then my wife calls and says, or my mother-in-law calls and she says, I'm taking Julia to the hospital. What? He's got a hospital. What's going on here? I said, I'll meet you there. So I left work, went to the hospital. I got there for what she did. She would come a little bit further away. I'm in mean, there. They bring her in an ambulance and bring her on to Gurney. She's pale and carry her through. And here comes this little bitty doctor about this tall. It was a, I don't know what nationality he was, but he spoke with a thick accent. And he looked up at me and said, Mr. Way, he said, we're going to have to do exploratory surgery on your wife. Okay. Because we don't know what's wrong with her. Okay. So we take, take her back. He comes back out and he looks at me. He said, now, Mr. Way, he said, look, I'm going to be straight with you. He said, your wife's appendix ruptured a few weeks ago. And she has gangrene. And if it gets in her bloodstream, she will die man my knees got really wobbly she will die I'm 23 years old not quite 23 years old I got a year old daughter he said that gangrene was in that area and if it gets out of that area she will die. Whew. You say, how strong were you? Not a bit. He walked off. When can I see her? Not for a while. I walked in that chapel, the old All Saints Hospital, Fort Worth, Texas. I sat on the front row of that chapel. Whew. Tears. Hey, God, what are you trying to teach me? I was right where God wanted me. Was it tough? 
toughest thing I ever, still the toughest thing I've ever faced in my life. That that was 42 years ago. My daughter's 43. That was 1979, almost 43 years ago. So how'd you make it? Because I knew that's where God wanted me. He wanted me in that spot right there so he could say, hey, I got something for you to know right now. It's not always going to be easy, but as long as I'm following this book, I'm okay. Through the tough times, through the good times. I'm telling you straight up, that's the way it is. Now, when the children of Israel disobeyed, boy, God brought it down, didn't he? He put the hammer down when they disobeyed. So let me sum it up like this. We can follow the cloud or we can follow the crowd. It's your choice. Young people, listen to me. You can follow the cloud or you can follow the crowd. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep following the cloud. I'm going to keep following this book. Because as long as the children of Israel obeyed, God took care of them. As long as we obey, God's going to take care of things. So the question out for us is, have I followed the cloud? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight. A simple truth. Nothing I said tonight was new. But it might have given us a little bit different look at it. Because we know, we absolutely know we should follow your, your, your Bible. We know we ought to follow your word. But the children of Israel knew they needed to follow the cloud, but they didn't always like to do what God wanted them to do. And, and you put the hammer down a few times. Sometimes you put the hammer down on us when we disobey. But the question for all of us, not no matter how old we are, how young we are, am I going to follow that cloud? Am I going to follow God's word? It's absolutely critical. So help us not, Father, please. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor.